Hello and welcome. I am Charles Alderson. This is episode 144 of the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them, and how not to F it up. Like Anneli did with the intro there, in our very humble opinion today, we are talking to the creators of a serial killer's guide to life, which is released today. Yes. And with Stan Cousins Row. Uh, writer, director, editor, and I'm with Poppy Rowe, who is the producer, star, editor. Yes! Serial Killer's yes. Guide to Life. That's how you make indie films. You do fucking everything. <laughs> we just did just it all. do it all. <laughs> and we're here with Giles Alderson, who is producer of A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. Yes! Thank you, Staten. Yes! This is amazing, right? I've been talking about Serial Killer's Guide to Life since I started the podcast, right? It's always been mentioned. Thank you. Pleasure. Um, so those of you who've been bored by this for the last... Never. Two and a half years. Never. Of just me dropping the name. Now you know what the name is. The film is out today. Today. How- this very day. People don't realise they dream of it now because you've dropped it in so many times. <laughs> yeah. They just know they need it. They know. They don't know why. No, they no hunger why. and thirst for it. Yeah, so that's our technique. That's the technique. Just keep SerialKillersGuideToLife.com. Um, it's just like, <laughs> keep just saying keep it. Did you hear that voice then? It said no. SerialKillersGuideToLife.com. No, I didn't just hear sort that. of dropped did it, in. Did it just drop in? Yeah, I, I think Insidious. I heard it. I think it's people dreaming. <laughs> They just listen to <laughs> nightmare. nightmare of this. <laughs> so we are about to go to the official um, opening night at Public Kino screening. in Bermondsey. And they've very kindly given us a little room over the road from this first ever public screening of the film that's released today. Um, this podcast is going out tomorrow morning. So literally this is the night before. Amazing. And, uh, yeah. Robbie is fantastically going to edit this while we're watching the screening. Or we're, we'll be drinking. Oh, it's all go. And um, it's just Amazing. I'm actually delighted. How do you feel, right? This is, it's getting released today. Yeah. This must be amazing. The build up to this. <laughs> it's it's incredible. He's like, he's smiling his head off. Yeah. I am um, tired. <laughs> <laughs> I know, said, I had there a little was, cry today, actually. Did you? That's yeah. nice. It was an emotional moment. It's just. What were you doing? Was it anything to do with this or? No, it just, I just, <laughs> no, it just had a cry. Just a cry. I just realised, I think, I don't know, I think I was doing one of my many social media posting and, mm-hmm, and, um, mm-hmm. and it, and it just suddenly sunk in that we're we're here. We've uh, we've made it. It's been a long journey. It has been a long journey. It is yeah. release day. Yeah, yeah. It's, I I um I feel exactly <laughs> that speechless. <laughs> it would appear. It has been. It's appear. been a long journey. It's been thousands of hours of work to bring it to this point. It has, hasn't it? From a lot of different people. and from a lot of different yeah. people, and and even um, thousands of hours of of individual work our individual mm. work well you guys have been us. working on this for literally nearly three years coming up to three years I mean before that as well with writing it and stuff and getting even being a concept and yeah. a thought yeah luckily yeah, the from script scratch, yeah, yeah the script years. yeah the script is probably from from the idea coming to be yeah it's, um, it's been three years which uh, shows that the, the script came together f- you know well it, it, um, and it came together well yeah. as in <laughs> So it didn't take too long, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel it, it's it's amazing to have it be release day today. I don't. I'm not quite sure. I think I'll catch up with myself tomorrow mm. because it's release day not only in the UK but also in the USA and in Canada. Yeah. 
So we should add. We should add because yeah. that's we have many many listeners from America now. Actually, it's nearly as many as the UK. And we have wow. thousands and thousands, and it's just brilliant. Thank you all so much oh, for listening. That's fabulous. So America. Go get it. You can get it now. You can go watch it. Jump and on Amazon video. Yeah. Type in a serial killer's guide to Sky life. Store. Apple yeah. TV. Rent it. Buy it. There it is. A serial Apple killer's TV. guide to life. iTunes. Actually, iTunes and Apple TV have um, uh, wonderful um, extras. Um, we'll talk more about them later. We but they've, there's yeah. a 50 minute behind the scenes documentary included yeah. on that, which for listeners of this, I think they'd probably really appreciate because it really does take, mm-hmm. it goes through the entire two week shoot. And uh, it really just, you'll see, if you want to make a film, getting the, that and the, that behind the scenes uh, documentary th- uh, through them, um, you'll really get a, a proper idea of how this oh, film is made. Oh, you'll see everything because we forgot we were being filmed. Well, that's, you see, two. that's what's great about behind the scenes, isn't it? You yeah. eventually do forget and they're the, the gold moments where you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing, directing, not saying there's a camera there. You'll actually yeah. see Giles. Oh, don't. I know. I behind a, oh, that's behind nice. hiding. It's when I'm kicking off about the keys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> when Giles lost the keys only for a little while though yes exactly, exactly. Um, in the but, pouring rain yeah but that yeah. was indie filmmaking and so um, do you know what I think it's filmmaking I don't even think it's indie filmmaking I, I think, think that right, happens yeah. on yeah, every level of budget that's filmmaking mm-hmm. it, it, there's always something missing there's always so you've got compromise right from doing this podcast for this long i've realized that even the big people who've done big big movies to us and even smaller making little micro budget movies and it is about compromise every step of the way and problem, problem solving, solving. <gasps> you two you should marry <laughs> we should get married and work together this is what it's been like for three years people Speaking years. of which, the problem comes is when we don't say the same thing at the same time. Right, the opposite. That would have been <laughs> yeah. terrible. Conflict. Then we're just yes. like. <laughs> See, we'll talk about that of making a film together when you live together and you have babies together yeah. during that time, which is who is outside the door right now. Our four and a half month baby. Just left him outside. Yeah, he's he's very independent. It's all right, already. he's with my brother. People, it's okay. It's okay. And we we'll talk really. about four and a half months. It's four and a half months since the premiere at Fright Fest, and that was pretty much the day you gave birth which yeah. was a few hours after he 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 came to be and uh well that's Bad a timing he wasn't yeah, listening what's wrong with you two? i really wanted to be at the premiere and i said don't come out now and he mm. did came out at the yeah. literally the yeah. night of the premiere it was extraordinary i yeah but still why didn't you turn up i mean it's ridiculous I really mean, lazy on. yeah <laughs> it's lazy. unprofessional is the word i'd I think, use yeah you two know that um <laughs> look <we're>, obviously <laughs> We're jumping around, aren't we? I love that. I love that. I think that's how it should be. Uh, and I should say that you two are going to be joining us on the Make Your Film panel on the 28th of January Looking as well. Looking forward to that, yeah. Very excited killers. about that. So if you're around and want to meet these two and pick their brains about making a micro-budget indie feature film, come down and join us. 28th um, link to that is in the show notes. And we've got our second guest announced, which is Gareth Ellis Unwin, who was a producer of A King's Speech. Brilliant. And many, many others. Extraordinary. Um, extraordinary, extraordinary, extraordinary. I have to give some shout-outs first, right? Do. These are all the people who listen to last week's really quite incredible podcast with Christy Wilson Cairns who's a screenwriter of 1917 if you didn't know if you haven't listened to that go listen to that we're a little bit high maybe higher than we are right now buzzing from the fact that Serial Killers is being released and we talk in depth about how she made 1917 and you lot have been amazing this week I've had so many nice comments so many retweets and love and I just want to give a shout out to some of those people who did that Um, so we've got Ethan Michaels Stephen Parker 
Diane and Paul Knight, whose film, 24 Hours mm. in London, is released today as well. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Awesome. So I should be on I've the podcast next tweeting week. tweeting and, yeah. They're amazing. Brilliant. Lovely, lovely people. And they're always supportive. Uh, so do go get that as well. Um, uh, who sure. else? We've got Anna Rubin. Um, we've got James Boyle, Kelly Juvelie, Andy Robinson, uh, Mark Hammett, uh, James Hester, Johnny Pappas, and my editor on Knights of Camelot, Oliver Parker, who went above and beyond this week because we delivered the film Picture Locked on Friday. Congratulations. At 2am. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, what, what, you can Are say- we allowed to say that we saw a rough cut and it was brilliant? No. Okay. <laughs> that bit will be edited out then. No, no, keep it in. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really pleased. It's great. No, no, of course. It's so exciting. Course, I wanted really to send exciting. it to a couple of people I respect and, uh, in the industry. And, and I, also send it to us. Yeah, because I knew that I was seeing you and I thought this is going to be awkward if I don't. Um, but yeah, we delivered. So thank you, Oliver Parker. Uh, he went way and above and beyond my editor Congrats. to get it delivered for 2 a.m. So it's picture locked on that. How exciting. That is so exciting. <gasps> what, another movie sure. done. Absolutely. I say done. We've got all the rest of it to do yet. Grade. Uh, VFX Quite It's great that when they say yeah. picture lock. we picture shot lock. it so we've done it yeah. we've edited it so we've done it well isn't that yeah, interesting where a lot of people do think that, uh, yeah it's not even a third right because then you've got distribution distribution's to talk about. a full third yeah so that's you know that's then, something yeah, I didn't realise yeah I think that's that's really interesting because mm. you know so a lot of the time you can think that the script is you know a quarter I think the, getting the script done is probably about a fifth mm. then you've got pre-production shoot you know, takes Two you fifths. through Finance. exactly. Yeah. Then you've got all of post. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got edit, which is massive of itself. Then you've got sound, the, the creation of the sound, which is massive of yeah. itself. And then finally, you come through to you know distribution, and that in itself, finally That's distribution first of all. Yeah, totally. But also, there's there's parts of distribution. So you've got you've got to actually f- you find distribution. You run sales screenings. You you hopefully is we were very lucky you know you gather offers mm-hmm. so you've got more than one on the table and then you pick through them negotiate that contract you know you're not going to just take what you're initially offered you've got to negotiate i spent a couple yeah. of hours negotiating our contract yeah um uh, over a period of days um line mm-hmm. by line um uh and then you um and then once you actually do distribute, mm-hmm. you've got the process of all the artworks and everything like that. And publicizing. You've got then when you actually come to release, first of all, you've got the lead up to release. If you're if you're lucky with supported by the distributor and you haven't yet, you've got the film festival. Yep. You've got the publicity of all of that. And then you've got the actual release itself and all of the publicity involved. And that's not just people coming to you and saying could you do this interview? Yeah. Uh, if you're lucky, we, we have a wonderful PR called Alex Rowley, um, ARPR, who's mm. running this mm. through Arrow. Um, but also we're doing, you know, we're not just leaving it to her. We want to help her, help us. And so we're reaching out, social, everything involved. Mm-hmm. And then you've got release day, which takes us to today with with our film. And so it's it's a it's a total um, misnomer that, uh, that, that, you know, when you edit the film, you're almost done. Isn't that amazing? And that was just, I'd say that was a brilliant way of describing it uh, and going through that process. But in fact, there's hundreds of other little bits and pieces Absolutely. to go through within that as well. Contracts, Which deliverables. Is, yeah. You know, and you yeah. guys have just gone through all that and how hard that is. And just, Hence, I had a little cry today. Because you, <laughs> well, you should, it's a real achievement to make a movie. 
And and you should be proud as hell of this movie. I know I am we because are. it's we incredible really film. It's getting five stars across the board, pretty much. Yeah, it, nine out of ten. Great it's hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. I mean, it's released today, so maybe that'll change. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll so we've got like I think there's there's like good ten reviews growing on there. That would, so so. So yeah, if you're around, look, just nice. support it anyway. Go on IMDb and give it a really good review anyway because it all really helps. It's yeah, massive. Absolutely. It's so important to support indie films. Those people are going out there and making a film which is what i bang on about this podcast all the time is go out there and do it yourself and make it happen and that's what you guys did yeah Absolutely. using what you know using yeah. who you know using you know it's grassroots isn't it that's why that's why i'm really excited to be talking you know on this podcast mm -hmm. and, and the make a film event we spoke on here when we did this way out do you know which you, you also produced with us i did um, but coming to that i just want to I, we you are on the fourth ever episode of the podcast. Oh, is that true? That's right. And we're on yeah. 144. Wow. 140 other episodes. Per, between. No, yeah, between. Yeah. Well done, yeah. maths there. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> we were the fourth. Yeah. Fourth. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Isn't that? Yeah. But what I really like about that is the fact that you were on the fourth ever podcast. You mm. are not the first to come back with, a new, with another film to talk about it. But you're the first couple. To come ah, out. Interesting. So, congratulations to you. But anyway, we were talking about the, the fact that it's sorry, the fact, I'm pretty high uh, right now. Not on drugs or anything, <laughs> just on life. Yet. I know we haven't. The fact, it's I pretty think, exhilarating. I love isn't the it? fact that this film's coming. I mean, out while now. we're sat here, I love it. there's everything's happening on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's all flooding through. We're getting a lot reviews, of more well. reviews yeah. coming out from the US and the UK. Yeah. Everything's happening literally while we're sat here right yeah. here now And talking, I think what's so. different about this is that when people like this film, they're really, really liking it. Like they're loving it. It's, it people are connecting with it and mm. really, and wanting to tell other people about it. And I think that's... There was, there was that wonderful quote from the Hollywood News which said, set to become a, a, a cult classic. Amazing. And I really feel I like, you know, with people that are, this, uh, that are really really loving it and get totally get, mm -hmm. getting it. It, is, it has that element of becoming owned by them of a cult film that's and that's, that's what you want right fans that stay with you for yeah. life you both and that we can have you a dialogue like the black with. comedy who like the dark who get the tone because yeah. it's a it's a, know, a unique tone we love those people that connect and we can connect over social media and actually you know and there's a number of them that that we connected with through this way out mm -hmm. became kickstarter backers on on if they weren't already on uh, with this way out on on this film mm -hmm. and we've come to you know we 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 see them at screenings they've come along and, and, and they retweet and tweet things and wonderful and gifts Facebook and, and building a family so it's a really I, wonderful it is. lovely thing yeah. so that's why we're excited and it, high it, right well, now totally and we should be because not every day is release day no how hard we work as filmmakers right everyone out there listening most of you are filmmakers and how hard it is to get a film out there so we should be buzzing because film's out there and it's today so yeah. you lot, you lot are getting this wonderful moment of us lot being ridiculously excited by this, but why not? And do you know what? Do support it and do go out there and do watch this however you can. If nothing else, go to our Twitters and retweet it at Killer's Guide. Uh, links all in the show notes. Go to Filmmakers Pod. It's all there as well. Um, and uh, yeah, do support. Great. And you can see if you go to www.serialkillersguidetolife.com. Serialkillersguidetolife.com. If we haven't mentioned it enough already. Even while you're listening to the podcast, jump, you know, type it in, go and you'll see there's all there. the links yeah. um, there's and, sneak clips on there and also our social media so you can connect with us we'd love if you uh, you know when you watch it mm -hmm. we'd love for you to connect with us on online ask 
good filmmaking Always. questions. You know, say, do it. Uh, Staten, um, how did you do that shot at, you know, at 34 minutes in with Lou and Val doing this? Ask me. I'd really love And you'll be that. like, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's storyboard and all no, full up. Yes. Yeah, well, let's get to that. Let's actually get to how you made this film then from the beginning. You talked there about This Way Out. This was the short film yeah. that you made, uh, and I was lucky enough to come and produce with you. Um, we made it in your flat yep. in South London. Which we turned into a euthanasia clinic yes, for the four days. Yes, because the short film was about a euthanasia clinic, just to be clear. Disturbing. <laughs> Not actually turned into one, <laughs> yeah. which is horrific. And just before we move on, <laughs> yeah. while we're here, you can watch the short for free, actually. If you go to www w dot however many w's i've been up a lot no this way (laughs) this way out movie.com and you can click through on this thing called Gumroad, and you can it says pay what you want just (laughs) don't put any money in what and uh, you know nor or do do, and uh, watch it and then then come back listen to the rest of the podcast watch it after you've and then watch that and then watch the the um feature and you'll get a real idea of the connection between this because it's got poppy and katie the um, two leads Braben who is now an Olivier Award winner um, playing the two leads in that and you'll see the connection between them back to you Charles <laughs> I love that I'll put links to all that in the show notes but yeah um, so th- it, you made the short and it did incredibly well it did incredibly it did. well I got on the HBO channel screened at over Sundance 30 international channel. film festivals long listed yeah. for a BAFTA um, mm. acquired by HBO and the Sundance channel mm-hmm. won a bunch of awards just listed that off like it was nothing it's I amazing it, yeah it's amazing yeah, and like it, you it said was, it was it was shot in our flat yeah. and we um you know homemade poppy was making food as well as mm-hmm. other th- you know we both were for, for the crew overnight mm-hmm. we stored it in our joint hallway with our neighbors yeah. told asked them if it was all right we you accidentally also first aided i think on that too as well as producing. i did as well didn't yeah. i yeah. yeah i was also in it you were in it? I, I was Lemonade yeah. Man, right? Lemonade Boy. Yeah, people could spot that it's in the great trailer for it. Were, yeah, it's I'm great. in the trailer. That's as much as and, I'm in the film, yeah. thankfully. And, you know, I think for, for what the listeners in this this are thinking, that was very much, I was like, we're going to make, our, you know, I'm going to direct my first short film. I'd produced mm. a couple. I'd been an actor. I'd been an actor previous to that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that was completely homemade. Um, and... There you are. You we know. crowdfunded for that. Actually, yeah. we thought just, well, just yeah. we raised, you know finance. we raised what we needed. We we needed a few grand just, just to, to get it you know going. And how did you from? Did you just put out to friends and family with that? Did you do a big push? Yeah, we did a fairly sizable push. But we did, it's you know everything about crowdfunding. If you re- if you put three days aside mm-hmm. and you were at research solidly for three days, you'll find out exactly how to crowdfund the best way yeah and it will um we just looked and found that there was a you know an algorithm or whatever it was and looked at successful campaigns and we looked at yeah. successful successful campaigns and, and replicated them and and it went out way beyond friends and family you know we had backers from america and all did of that because it was a great idea i think that well. the, the concept was really high and i think yeah. that people again like that kind of comedy it's, like um, that dark humor and then in, in, in short it's it's uh, a old ball owner of a euthanasia center has um and her um idiot assistant has have 10 days to raise client numbers or face closure so it's a, it's it's a, a great concept it's a jet black it? comedy and yeah. it's, it's very much satirizing the our target driven society yeah but in a, a dark and funny way and so um yeah i think that concept rang with people didn't it yeah and then after that we got some meetings didn't you and and uh and we kind of developed yeah. it for a bit and wanted to make it into a tv series mm-hmm. it was kind which of which we still want to do talks about yeah. that yeah and we kind of it's gonna we be a cracking started show. that 
process and then um Staten had a a few meetings really great ones with some great you know big household names and they were really great and you phoned me after one of them and said let's just let's just make our own feature film and I said yeah the same way as this way out how hard can that be Um, that was the key wasn't it the same way as this way out I wasn't expecting you to bloody say yes was I yeah no you go no no keep with the TV no no, I'm doing it I'm kickstarting now yeah Yeah. Yeah. just set it up but it was the key was 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 that we wanted to work with as much of the same team as possible as, yeah. as with This Way Out and um, make it the same way. We wanted to get something made. Like, make your film. We just mm. wanted to get something made. Yeah. Yes. And, th- and that not we be stuck in, in, in development for, for too many well, years. This is, yeah. the th- this is the situation. People who make shorts, and so many people go and make a short, and they go, brilliant. And a short can be amazing and mm. do really well. Oscar winners, whatever. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're going to go make a feature because, as we found, when I was knocking on doors after all my shorts and all the stuff, whatever it had won, mm. people just went, so? You haven't made a feature I yet. remember actually having a meeting. I can't remember if it was with an agent or an exec, um, but they said uh, the rules are different now. Um, what used to be you'd make a, a cracking short as your calling card. Mm. Now you make a, a low-budget film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, because it's about the same amount Low of money. feature. Right? You, you know, you, Essentially. You, you can make a feature for the amount that you used to be able to make a short yeah. for. Yeah, absolutely. And these days, especially with the amount of kit you can get, the people you know. And I think that's what also is important, who you know. And you mentioned it there about working with the same teams. But you two have been actors. You've been around the business. You yeah. knew enough people to say, actually, maybe we can find a DP that who worked with on a short or on a TV program. Bring in the right people. And suddenly you're yeah. making stuff. Right actors. Yeah. yeah. And- you know, because you, you brought on James Layton to yes, this way out, DRP, fabulous yeah. James Layton, who then um, stuck with us and came with um, on for Killer's Guide. Yeah. You know, an incredibly talented guy, and exactly that was a relationship you built up over time and totally and you two because you'd made the short together you understood each other's yep. there's a shorthand there yeah there's already a shorthand you got what you were talking about so when it came to the feature which is vitally important especially director to DP that relationship mm. is vital mm. um, it's important that you're on at least the same page to make things you know move forward oh, yeah. more than the same page yeah, yeah vital yeah, exactly. it's so important so right okay so and I have worked with I think it's talking to, to, to these guys on the mm. podcast I think it's important to, to pick up these things as well the practical elements of it you know there was actually previously a different um, person that I was going to work with on on, uh, on the short on film. the short mm-hmm. uh, and uh, a short film and um, uh, and it, the chemistry wasn't right mm. and that's why we actually parted quite close to shooting and that's where James came in and instant I met him I knew that we had the right chemistry yes so it's important to um to know when things are working, but also know when they're they're not quite working, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's nothing personal. It's about communication and how people speak to each other and just the chemistry there. And, yeah, um, and you know, well, especially if you're putting so much effort into something, and not mm. just effort, but it's your baby, something you've really worked hard at doing. And I, I think mm. that's this is really important as well. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's it's not a hobby. No, it can be, mm-hmm. but for us. <clears throat> It's not a hobby. It's a career. Yeah. And what you don't do with a career is treat it like a hobby and, and think, oh, well, uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll do with that. Or I'll only, I'll only uh, look to have this level of quality because, you know, like you say, mm. you're putting in all this effort. You're putting in time and your time has a value. Yes. It has a monetary value. You could be spending that time pushing forward your career in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to quantify your time 
and um, and gather people around who are going to appreciate and put in the same level of precision mm. that you're going to insist upon. And I'm, that's the only way, with especially with something like this, yeah. where you can wrangle everything and make sure and push it through and actually... And that's where, where I think when they talk about someone having a vision, what they're actually speaking about is someone who's going to sweep everything up and keep everybody focused mm. to achieve a single goal single outcome mm -hmm. with many different pieces mm. and that's the trick that's what's tricked hard about it and that's why you have to stay focused to make that happen yeah i love that it's so important as well and touching on that massively is if something's not really working with whether it's a production partner or whatever it is a mm. screenwriting partner if it's not what it's just you hit button your head it's all right move on you know say okay cool we, we tried that don't try and keep forcing it because that's your only option but it's not there's other people you can meet and work with and find you come to networking yeah. events like making your film but there's many others as well and, and i think that it's important the, the flip side of that as well is is also you know also recognize when it is working well mm -hmm. and because the the other side of that um is that it's easy to overlook what's right in front of your face mm. sometimes it's easy to think oh this actor over here or if i got someone a bit more famous or a bit more this or a bit that yeah but actually you've got this team around your friends or people you know totally and yeah. draw them in especially people find... who make it look easy mm. and 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 you think actually to make it look easy you're really good at your job yes and, yeah and so appreciating people as much as, as i'd say one of the people. key things is not only ability people you're working with but it's attitude and if they have the same desire as you if they're willing to push forwards mm -hmm. and they they have the same passion as you then what will happen is you'll learn together yeah and yeah, that's yeah. the key it's better to work with someone who perhaps doesn't quite have the same level of experience as as, as somebody else mm -hmm. but they have the same passion and they want to, to achieve a brilliant outcome and tell an amazing and, and moving and, or funny or thrilling story yep yeah, um, and, and work with them and and, and same goes for me with actors as well uh, in terms of there's so many I brought on from the dare who yeah. came onto the nights you know nights of Camelot Great. with me because it's the same thing you, I would have loved to bring the crew but they're all in Bulgaria so it's very hard so I just brought my DP Andy and you know anyone else I'd worked with along the way but actors as well you get how they're going to work and you want to work with the same people same crew and you bring your tribe and you bring your team with you and that's why it was nice yeah. to work with you guys on Serial Killers as well and it was like when you rang up and said look can you you know come on board it was like well absolutely yeah and i think yeah. it's worth saying sorry, i was gonna say it. about the acting mm. um I, I felt like on serial killers because we had katie and i were kind of on, in every day but we had a lot of actors just come in for a day or two mm. and they had to kind of hit the ground running and it was you know that. it was it's really tough especially when everybody knows each other we've all settled in we're mm. kind of all very focused and, and you know a lot of, that could unnerve a lot of actors or and i just think we were so lucky with the talent that we got everybody came having had done the work mm. bringing what they had and they and I, I it was you know of course it was Stutton's direction and the atmosphere created on on set but I felt like everybody just came in at the right level and 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 brought brilliant performances which is what I think this film has mm. um you know you can't put a price on that you know for budget wise it if you get great performances from actors that can you know make any production value so high yeah and i felt like we were really lucky we were really um you know i say lucky we we cast a lot of people we've worked with great, before and it's a great opportunity to um jump in and mention a, um a, a fourth producer who's who's not here with us today um producer charity wakefield who came on board and she actually brought on as 
so as well as us bringing a number of actors that we worked with before, she brought on uh, a number of her connections and friends mm. um, yeah. who did a brilliant, brilliant job, like Sean Clifford, Tommy Wayne, Shane Matthews. Yeah. Um, ben I Lloyd mean, Hughes Ben Lloyd Hughes of course who plays the wonderful um, Chuck, Chuck Noah Chuck yeah. Noah yeah absolutely great name um, and uh, and actually where Charity is right now is she is um, messaging other cinemas as she's mm. negotiating um more screenings, which will be coming soon. There are more screenings. There are more, more screenings coming up. So go to a serialkillersguidetolife.com <laughs> and uh, check out when the next screens are. There's one in Hastings this Friday, if any of you are near that area in England. Yeah, Friday yeah. the We've got one 17th in of January. Yeah, one in 17th. Catford. Um, one in Catford. Uh, just um, announcing today, I, th I think it's not quite up, but that will be on the 30th of January at Catford Muse. Um, but you'll find it all online anyway. Perfect. Yeah. Links again to that is in the show notes. So, yes, um, you, you. let's talk about the actual process of then writing it and getting it to where it is today in terms of, okay, you said you're at meeting some big um, actress, you don't want to name it. Uh, and uh, Yeah, <laughs> so big, these yeah. are big um, companies, film production companies. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Talking about film ideas. Sure. And you went, we want to make our own, which is brilliant. So, right? but. so yeah, I think it was, so I had the meeting, uh -huh. in the meeting, um, in that particular meeting, had a number of these. Um, it was great. We were, it felt like really good match. We want to work. Uh, we're going to work with these people at some point. These big production companies. But I also felt like, you know what, I, my gut feeling is I need to make my first feature the way we made this way out. Mm. So exactly, I come out, phone Poppy. This is what we're going to do. She's amazing. And incredible, and said oh, yes. He's looking, I'm in love right now. She said so yes. Nice. Let's do She's it. She's laughing. Um, <laughs> and so yeah. So then, little did we know. Mm, I'd been writing serial killers for a few months at that point. I'd ah, actually yeah. previously um, I'd been working and writing another script, which mm. I thought was going to be my first feature, and then I came across the um, the self help idea, uh, and I because I'd been looking for an idea that where I could use. Poppy and Katie as a duo mm. again because we're so fantastic in this way it's, out yeah, it works so, so well like, I just didn't feel like the euthanasia it. element was was um, going to be uh, hilarious for a full feature film I yes. felt like it worked better as a, as a TV show yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so so we had the script it was it was still being written but then we we hit go on that yeah, and and that's where how we started rolling with that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and we thought we'd test the concept, didn't we? Basically, it was yeah. it was we were going to kickstart the you know the finance, the initial mm -hmm. finance to get shooting, mm -hmm. and if we raise the money, then we've got a film. If we did, then it's a rubbish idea. Let's not I, do it anyway. I think that's really <laughs> right. important. That is really that. interesting. Yeah, use it as a don't proof of concept. Use it, it as proof of concept. You've got to have a concept that an audience wants to see. And it's easy, it, and, and that's actually harder than it sounds. It's really hard to come up with a great concept. It's really hard. And there's nothing like putting everything onto one page, because, you know, with a crowdfunding page, you have to put up your video, your mm -hmm. pictures, your pitch, your, who you've got, why who you, you want to make why it, you why you it. should make it. Yeah, yeah exactly, what do you want to make it for? Why give a shit about giving any money to exactly. us? Exactly. Yeah. And so there's nothing like putting everything onto one page and seeing it uh, in front of you to condense and focus you into what you know have we got an idea here mm. is this good enough is this interesting and, and actually that when we built that page we spent quite a long time making that page didn't we and we shot a video katie and i did a video mm. um a lot of giggling still very and, funny yeah it's, still, it's up online um still uh, on the kickstarter thing but i think it, it's interesting yeah. people want to see it to, to see how a successful kickstarter happened it was mm. kickstarter you went yeah. on in the end yeah, yeah. 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 and we raised 150 yeah. percent 
of our target in the end. Which is incredible. Which was, and, and mm. uh, you know, looking to test the concept, we we didn't know whether we were going to raise the money. In the first five days of the 28-day campaign, 28 day campaign we, we raised all the finance. Which is and just incredible. Do you want to say how much of this? Yeah, so, yeah. so we raised... Um, we started with 18 and a half grand as our target. Did you think just did you think at that point this was doable or did you go look we're just maybe pissing in the wind? We said it what? quite low. We said it a little bit low because with Kickstarter they have a, a system where if you don't raise the full money you don't get anything. Yes. So it's kind of all or Scary. nothing you're putting your cards on the table there. Yeah. So we did but set it, it quite low. But it is better to do all or nothing. Um, what well, makes you work harder, right? It makes you it work makes harder. You work harder also, it makes people statistically more campaigns that do that reach their target well, it, it, again if you google all this you can find, find it well we did that with uh, food for thought you know we, we, did. we, we raised quite a lot of money fantastically with that. and but we did the all or nothing so we made it by i think by three minutes but okay that was us doing Scary. the facebook live screaming yeah. our heads off going ah please and then yeah. jumping around when it happened yeah but that's scary because and it's all consuming it, right it's yeah. a very throughout the you know i say we write we raised it in the in the first five, five days we did a lot of work gathering um in you know people to 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 get involved very early we built on. the campaign previous to that to lead up and launch in the correct and way. And we didn't realise, I think, for the 28 days quite how much of, of a job it is. Like, the, yeah. you know, if you're going to kickstart, you can't just post what you want and then just leave it. You have to keep you working can. at it. You can, but it will fail. It will fail. <laughs> yes. 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 It's true. You it's can, but it will fail. You have to keep working on it yeah. and you have to keep, or you know, we did some radio interviews. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we did some articles. We, you know, friends and family, social media. But we what reached I mean is if you just post it online, you'll only get friends and family and they won't be able to... It's not enough. Well, people put yeah. 10, 20 quid and it's in. Not, and it's not a proper test of the concept. So no. You need strangers to love it and get on board and back it. And three quarters of the our backers were people we, we didn't know and never met before. Wow. I think um, two thirds of ours world. were. It was yeah. ridiculous. It was incredible. I mean, ours was a niche market Fantastic. with the vegan thing. We're in the edit, by the way, on this. Uh, I'm post-production. I'm on, one of on those films. Thank you very much. I know you're hopefully getting the updates. If you're not, let me know. Um, yeah, so, but it is really important to know who your audience is and, and target that. And you, you also knew in the first 24 hours, if you hit, your target that you wanted to, you could be on the homepage as well. Of That's right. Yeah, so we did all that. I, um, Hit the we'll try and keep it swift because it's easy to, we could probably spend an entire podcast on we each section should, of this, yeah. the, of the making of this film. But, but yeah. essentially we, we raised 27 and a half thousand, I think it was yeah. in the end. And that that's was enough. Yeah. But yeah. that's what, considering you started on 18, ended up with 30. 18 in five days yeah. and then 27. Yeah. yeah. And 18 is the target. And that was enough so to amazing. get a shooting. That's what, that's what we were like. Well, that's what we've got. That's, that's what we will make this film for. And once you take away and, Kickstarter fees and stuff like yeah. that, then it, come, it came in about 25, didn't it? So, yeah. yeah. And so, and then, and also there's nothing like that to motivate you to go, right, we have to actually... We now have to do yeah, this. We've promised a lot of people to make this film. You, you said at the start... <laughs> we have yeah. to get them out there. You said at the start um, uh, that, um, did you think you could make it for that? Mm. I think that's a really important point. It was rough putting it down as 18 and a half, but it, there was thought in there. We looked at what we made this way out for yep. and we increased the this way out was about 20 minutes we increased the running time by you know to make it feature length and then double and then multiplied it and added a little bit it was that. a crude estimate but but the things with that is you know with a short you may be one two three days at the most at the most yeah and therefore you can ask crew to do that but, so mm-hmm. on here you're going we need you for two weeks it's a whole but, different thing yeah but it whole. is a whole different thing but in terms of the thinking at that point it was um we were confident enough in our ability to problem solve that we would work out 
how to do it. My feeling was, if required, you know, it would be me, a camera person, and the actors. Yes. So you so, were willing to do that anyway. You were like, well, yeah. if that's the case, we, we don't get this. the crew. We're still yeah. going to go and make. It would have still we are going to make this yeah. film no matter exactly. what. Exactly. Which was the which was the passion I loved and why I wanted to get on board because it was like, do you know what? We're going to be down there for two weeks in Brighton. Sod it. Let's just get on with this and go make a really cool. And we actually movie. set the date. So uh, we raised yes. the money in January and we set the dates for uh, less than two and a half months later. To which start is very shooting. important, right? We had, we had a small window where yeah. Katie was available. James was available. She just won her Olivier, so she was very. So she was busy and so. We were like, right, that's that's the time we're going to do it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do it in two weeks. And, and we chose two weeks. Um, I want to try and keep a level of yeah. order so people listening can can really follow this Absolutely, through. But, so, yeah. We, yeah, we raised the money. Simultaneous, we were also sort of beginning to rev up pre-production because mm-hmm. we could see we were going to reach, you know, we reached it straight away. So mm. we knew it was happening. We I'd selected the two shoot weeks Um and this is important as well because when you when you're doing a, a low budget movie how you shoot it and for the duration you shoot it and when you shoot it are all are all important factors and so we we I, I chose two weeks to shoot it in because uh, uh, for a number of reasons but the uh, in, interesting ones are um, higher time mm-hmm. when you're over a weekend so we did two although it was, we call it two weeks it was two seven day weeks yes so it was yeah. from saturday mm-hmm. through to the f- next week's friday two days off and then monday through to sunday and that meant that we got four uh, f- sort of full 14 days, days full 14 days yeah. for the hire of only two of only two normal weeks which would normally be 12 days at most potentially 10 so you got two days for free so you get you yeah exactly yeah, two days and kit. still get two yeah. days off yeah so you end up rather than going into the third week which is very clever it's a very clever way of doing it second reason yep um if you want good crew then they these days especially will be turning down work to work on your project so they could be turning down commercial work or a lot of the time tv work where they're getting paid where they're getting paid and tv work is ongoing and Mm -hmm. and it's not just those days they might miss out on that entire job two weeks if you go into three weeks Mm -hmm. they're potentially having to give up or there's just more likelihood they'll get offered work during that time it's harder for them to say yes we worked out if we did it in two weeks easier for people to say yes and you're more likely to get better more experienced people and so that's how that worked out i'd like to add here just to say although we did do a seven day week we kept it within 10 to 12 hours a day we didn't exhaust everybody do you know what it's a really good point to say that yes yeah because uh it doesn't mean that you can make a film and just make everybody work for 24 hours because you would just get rubbish results and and i think that's partly down to um stanton's absolute perfectionist uh, quality of writing the, the schedule and rewriting mm. the schedule and I think um, that time spent mm. on, on scheduling and, and storyboards and, uh, and, and location hunting um, that time is crucial if you're going to do a short shoot I think and a short uh, shoot in 20 over 20 I think it's like more than 28 locations we have this is what we're going to get mm-hmm. to this is so many locations it's, it's a road really, trip so that, that preparation yeah. is vital that's really important mm. to say if you're doing a low budget film I think you want to make every pound count um, and Don't that means do 28 locations that means you want <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd recommend <laughs> that, that means you want to um, uh, you want to cover as much as possible in the shortest period of time to fit it into the two weeks obviously mm-hmm. that means you can't you need to know what you're doing you need to have prepared everything you need to have found the exact location you want I think I drove for about a thousand miles worth of driving to yeah. find the locations yeah. Yeah. Um, you you 
you need to and so 28 locations we would have had to at least see three for each location to find the right one mm-hmm. so that's 90 odd locations i we we found and looked through yeah. a lot um, of prep yes that we found and looked through and and yeah a lot of prep so you've got to prepare you've got to you know shot list but storyboard know everything because most of it mostly it was one or two takes on on a set sometimes it was just one with you i remember you were like uh yeah. you and katie going uh can we have another one here no moving yeah. on you're like i've got it i've got what i need don't act anymore thank you that's why i was saying that's why i was saying being a producer on on set and yeah. and being an actor is just two opposite voices mm-hmm. you know please i can do it better than that as a producer you're like move the hell on yeah. right now because you know as soon as it starts getting dark well, you, losing you, light. you're losing yeah. light. This is an issue now. You've got location to get to. You can't, you know, well, you. Mm-hmm. It, it's very hard with that level of resource to yeah. add an extra date. Yeah. And I would say no matter how much prep you do, something will always turn up and and you know mm. we you know we did a lot of preparation stun you know we thought it was watertight and things do go wrong always course, inevitably yeah. Yeah. you know you That's lose you locations the it's the famous thing like you you prepare so as much as possible so you can improvise well that was it and this is what was wonderful about watching you direct as well is that you had everything prepared in your head of how you wanted it but then when you got to set you go not all the time but a lot of the time you go actually yeah this is nice or let's do this and james would come up with Having ideas you freedom. come up with ideas and be mm. like right okay let's try this and it was really interesting but as long as you're prepared, you're okay to then improvise. You can, you can take always the four minutes exactly. to, to find the better thing. Because yeah. if you arrive without knowing what you're doing, you use up those four minutes and suddenly it's 20. Mm-hmm. Working out how to do it and you end up just with your first idea. If you come already pre- fully prepared, you've worked through maybe this is the seventh version of how you think you'd shoot this scene. Mm-hmm. And then you arrive, you can, you're suddenly you're on your eighth or ninth version in those four minutes. Mm. And it's important to work out. I worked out, you know, if there's a thousand decisions to make and you take an extra minute on each decision, that's a thousand extra minutes time you're going to use up on a two week shoot. This is how he thinks. Yeah. This is how he thinks but you all have, the time. You have to, if you're going you to, if on a two week shoot, a thousand minutes, that's, um, that's, you know, that's almost like a, never half enough a time. shoot day, if yeah, not longer. Totally. Especially on a budget like this. And I mean, in total, the budget we want to say is 30. Is that right? Is that ish? No, it's it's more, it's, it's more than that because so what we raised on Kickstarter, we then and it's it's really interesting mm. to to we then oh self financed the rest yeah. of it. So it's about it works probably about about double that. I'd say yeah, I'd say roughly. sixty. Okay, I'd say sixty give or take probably a bit less um because of post. Yes, you know, and we got an original cost. score um, yeah. with real musicians and amazing sound team mm-hmm. and amazing colorist and, and, and you know, it's, I think yeah, and it's important that we're not crazy wealthy or anything because someone listened to this. I think I previously oh, yeah, listened to go, this oh, would have gone. Where the hell did I get? The, you know, yeah, how could money. I get thirty five grand to to fill that? But what you got to remember is is um, we did it a bit with this way out. Was we got to the next stage, mm. and then when you've got something good to show people, either you can find other funders and looking back I think we could have actually quite easily taken the rough cut and raised that money ourselves yes. yeah. we just decided have, yeah. we wanted to keep full control and fully take this through ourselves and you you end up you know it's not all go, you're not having to put all your money in in one go no. you're sort of dripping it through over a period of a year mm. maybe but a bit it's longer problem solving isn't it it's yeah. coming up against an obstacle and going how can yeah. we you know afford this and how do we get the best Poppy yeah. acts you did at the time um, a lot of commercial acting and like doing commercials mm, and so yeah partly as well because Tooth you were like if i do that this. commercial I'll tell you what if you've seen someone <laughs> dusting something on an ad that it's probably poppy there you go. yeah yeah people don't realize this when i would just point out you know a few commercials they go that's not you 
I think yeah. I must just like look totally you, it, weird. For two years, you've just rinsed commercials. It was great though, but but that's a talent. It's not easy to do that. And it's nice to invest it in something you know creative that you believe in. You mm-hmm. know, that's the whole. You know. Yeah. No, it's really important. I think what I found for me, and this is what was really interesting for me coming in as a, I'm creative as you know. I'm very creative. I like to make things. So coming on as a a nuts and bolts producer was really interesting for me yeah. because fixer. I, I call you a fixer I did I came and fixed things you or did. I came and just, just Giles the fixer where to move this truck from Dot there com. when will lunch when will <laughs> lunch happen and all this and I found that difficult at first honestly I found that really difficult oh, to really? go yeah because I'm, like I say I'm creative so that first day on the first day of shooting I remember coming on set guy ah oh, right what am I going to do do you know what I mean? It was even though I had hundred things to do with charity and everything else to, mm. to for us to sort out, that I just went, Oh, I want to go and create something here. They're creating some magic. How can I, oh I'm not involved in but that? But you know what? I find it is really creative. I think that the producing role is often put into a kind of like, you know, um admin place. Mm. And actually I think the producing getting everything perfect so that the director can be free so the actors can be free so that you know the DOP can be free that everybody can do what and, and create is mm. such a, a brilliant skill and I and I what I found with a lot of the crew um on this and that's you know the ones the people we want to work with again are yeah. the people who mucked in in that way and took on more than one role mm-hmm. and and who um you know got their hands dirty as it were well literally we were talking about this earlier and we literally. used we had a um, uh, RV van that we used. It was our van that tracked everyone around everyone. We ended up with Kit constantly in it and all sorts <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, it was meant to be for makeup. Literally but... shit in it. It was supposed to be for makeup. No <laughs> one was supposed to shit in the RV. <laughs> People chatter. What happened RV. in the RV it didn't, stays in no, the RV. The thing is, it didn't because Giles and Charity had to empty that shit and I tell you what it's very hard to he empty shit he uses himself in a third person at yes, that point because Giles, Giles over there went emptied in. shit it's trauma it's trauma it still talking. hurts now and this is filmmaking if you watch Poo coming out of a, a, a oh, yeah an RV van where do you put it right for one you have to find a drain that's hard enough to find a drain I in think the I of hid at that point but it doesn't all go down the drain you then have to get a stick and put it down the you have to people's poo this is this filmmaking. is what I did. This is filmmaking. This is producing. This find, is what it find, is. Find a way to make that sound creative. Be prepared <laughs> to hold yeah. shit. Yeah. How is basically. this creative? Tell yeah. me. It's a shit job, but someone's got to do you it. You allowed the director <laughs> to feel comfortable. Well, he didn't know. But this is what's so lovely. He about. did not know do about that. It. I did. I always do. You know what? And that's the best producing. The best producing yeah. is doing something and no one noticing. Totally. There was a lot of times we didn't tell you guys stuff and uh, Jessica Hodges That's as well. That's why you were amazing. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Josh, Josh, uh, the, you Josh, know, Josh Mills, second yeah. AD. And yeah. we just got on with stuff. So yeah, Mary Watson was first AD. And you know yeah, what? But yeah. that attitude, you know, not everybody has it. And that attitude is worth its rating gold. And those, mm. like, that creates a film. That is what makes a film. It's yes. people getting on with it, just working towards the same focused target, which is get this film as good as it possibly can be. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's... We were really, really lucky and we had so many people who did that. So amazing yeah, people. absolutely. How did it feel on your first day? Because I remember looking at mm. you on that first day because directing a feature film is a big deal. There's no question about <sighs> mm-hmm. it. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching on that first day just going, fucking hell, stands on it. This is brilliant. He knows exactly what he's doing. This is fantastic. And everyone could see that in the crew and it's really important to do that on he your first day. He was quite relaxed, I think, wasn't he? He, he, yeah, he, he gave appeared the that way. That yeah. I'm in control. Yeah. I know what I'm doing and I listen to me. And it was fantastic. It yeah. was really good. But how did you feel now, looking back inside, what was going on? Because you've seen the behind the scenes. You've seen yourself on that day and you've seen what your eyes are doing. <laughs> okay. 
yeah I'm fine everything's great <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing this is all good what were yeah. you actually thinking and feeling yeah I think it's because uh, because I was also producing as well as directing you obviously you, you, you guys all doing sure, brilliant sure 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 um, I think I was processing a lot of of decisions to be made um, not just directorial ones and so um, but overall I felt uh, very focused I, I remember walking because we stayed um, with uh, Poppy's parents um, mm. during it who One looked after our daughter childcare, yeah, isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Uh, yeah looked after our daughter and and, um, and also was this, the sound therapy location yeah um, and I remember walking from there to the location for the first day shooting it was a different one but nearby that we'd, we'd chosen and I was on my own. I was walking with my fo my my folder. I always went. Have always a folder anywhere I had this with every. With I like all, to do that too. He loved his with folder. all of the uh, nothing in it. It's just a folder. The story, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should have seen with the storyboard story drawings. Yeah, yeah. It's like a five-year-old. And I remember thinking, yeah, I'm walking. I'm walking to direct my first feature film on my first day mm. today, and that was um, slightly other uh, out-of-body experience in a way. But it didn't last. It was about it lasted about five six seconds walking down this very small alley on my own. I remember it. Yeah, um, and and then I popped out of the alleyway, and there was the the location, the hallway, and everybody, and the RV, and, the and, RV the and everyone sighing. Yeah, and I, I just remember thinking, let's make this happen. Let's do Brilliant. it. And then you didn't think back at all for any moment. You didn't worry. You can go. Oh God, I've, I'm I'm not going down the right lines here. I'm not. Was there any? You didn't have time. I question? don't. I don't tend. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I, it's just a thing, and it sounds. But I don't. It's about prep. If you've done prep, you don't worry mm. because you've done prep. You yeah. know what you intend to do. Yeah. And when it does something slightly different, you're confident that you can process the information fast enough to make, to alter it, mm -hmm. to be in line with, you know, and I don't know if that's something to do with when you also write the script. So it I goes through it is, a, yeah. a very thorough process, writing, you know, taking it through, shooting. And of course, this stress is, I've first AD'd before as well. And it's something yeah, I've tried to do as well. many, yeah, yeah, for you. I've, I've tried to, yeah. to do as many different roles to really get the feel of that. So I'm, I'm very aware of, of time and ensuring, you know, that, that if you don't meet your shoot day, mm -hmm. then you're going to have to make compromises you don't want to make. And so one of, I think the only thing, knowing it was the, the first day, it was a two-week uh, shoot. Um, I think my main thing was I wanted to, as well as achieve all my creative decisions, I wanted to get to the end of the day and not not be you know crazy over. It was fine if it was going to be half an hour or something like that, but right. or an hour even. Not for no, me. I'm right. so glad you were you were relaxed though, because I could speak probably for, to I know actually for Katie and I um, mm -hmm. acting. We the first day we we'd been so you know chilled and and you know rehearsed and and happy and everything. We turned up to first day and we were terrified. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was nice to see a director who wasn't terrified. Totally. And, you know, no matter how much prep you've done as an actor, you know, the first day is a, is a daunting thing. And we, and we actually shot the film pretty much in order, we mm, should yeah. say, um, which, which really helped. As, as That was a decision because, because yeah. of working so fast. I wanted the actors to not have to emotionally jump around too much. Yeah, well, there were some moments in the producing side of that where we went, right, we're here at this location. We're now going to go there, there, there. And then we're back at this location in four or five days. Yes, we so tried we, to do that as little as possible. possible but yeah. it did happen because it was a bit like why don't we do all this in one go and most companies would have and productions would have done that but it was really interesting for the actors and the performance and for you to go no I want to do this journey this way it meant we had to be 
very careful not to piss off that location yeah. <laughs> yeah. and to yeah. sort of make sure we were tidy and make sure everything was careful in that location. But it, it worked. It and you know what, what that meant was that, you know, Katie and I got slowly more tired and, and relaxed and kind of... Uh, me- mental <laughs> throughout the whole thing <laughs> and that suited the chaotic road trip element Elements of it you know it. you yeah, watch the film does. and you'll see us towards the end we are genuinely emotional wrecks at the end when you know without giving anything away but you know and 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 I think that helped that, and that's worth its weight in gold I, you know I say just shooting in order it's not always possible no. and and there were one or two times I think we went back and forth but it um, pretty you much know, was think, in order I think as a, as a director and a director should always be aware of schedule that's not somebody else's job the schedule has mm. an impact on mm-hmm. your actors it has an impact on your crew it has an impact on what you'll get done in a day and it has an impact on on the flow um, of of the story and so um, and you should be aware that if you are doing a big jump if you are doing a big time change you need to be aware of that to support everyone in yeah. making their changes that that could be um, costume having to alter what they're doing all of those things everything filters to, to you know to a whole different part of the story where the clothes look totally different because mm-hmm. they've written now or whatever mm-hmm. and and you need to give everyone that extra bit of time and the confidence and support to give them the time and space and uh, focus to um properly think their way into that time jump you know to, to, to settle into that moment to, and so the, the more you jump around the more you have to work and help that and that's fine you just mm-hmm. need to be conscious as a director that that's what you're going to have to do and, and really go in speak to each department as they're working make sure they feel uh, are reminded of the size of the jump of where it is in the film mm-hmm. um, your job as a director is to be able to have that overview to, to keep everyone else focused mm-hmm on the fact that it's fragmented when you're shooting or, or whatever and pull it all together. It's so true. But yet you as a director get asked so many questions. And this is something that you you get told, oh yeah, people are going to ask you questions there. But then you don't realise the extent of it. And your head is on this scene in front of you. I've got 10 minutes to get this done. The light's going, people are screaming, the costume's not working, the hair's all over the place. We need to do that, 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 whatever, because of some other scene. And someone comes up and asks you a question. And it's totally relevant. It's something to do with a river over there for three days' time. And you have to answer it. Uh, and I learned to mm. just give an answer whether I wanted it, whether it was right or wrong at the time. I just said, this is my answer. I say, yes, I want that river at that day. And later on, I went, I've changed my mind. But what I should, I never do was say, uh, I don't know, because no, that doesn't help anybody. But, but the amount of questions that you have to field is ridiculous because yeah. you're the one leading the ship so yep. people want you're not allowed your to answer. say I don't know are you as a director I heard once that a director's no, a bit like a surgeon you mm. don't want your surgeon saying I'm not sure about this just before you go into going, a- yeah I don't know about this yeah <laughs> what's this do I, I heard an interesting um uh, <laughs> thing that it was a, 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 yeah, a, a neighbour of mine. He he started in a new company, and one of the the guys he was working for, American company, he moved there. The guy was an ex commander of of like the American forces in Afghanistan, something mm-hmm. crazy big. And his answer to that, because he, he he said, you know, you have to make decisions constantly. And he said, it's not about a right or wrong decision. It's about, just like you said, making the decision, keeping the army moving. Mm-hmm. Because if it, the, the problem is if everything stops. Yes. And so that's yes. exactly what you were saying. Sometimes you just have to make a decision and you might be able to change it later. Yeah. But if again, if you've done the prep, 
you'll probably have made the right decision. Yes, you have. Yeah, absolutely. But the extremeness of that, I remember sitting down at lunchtime, I'd always try and take lunch on my own and it would probably be about 10 minutes, my lunch break. Oh, yeah, break. I know, you get no lunch. Because you've got work to do. You have to prep yeah, for the luck. next, yeah, for everything yeah. that's going on. Yeah. But in that 10 minutes, it would just be, you know, eat and and allow mine just to be because you're getting asked a question and you're making decisions mm-hmm. every 10, 15 seconds for the entirety of the shoot. We yeah. lost a lot of weight during that, actually, I think. If you look at the behind-the-scenes featurette, the food. <laughs> we're like... <laughs> Um, let's not talk about the food, Charles. No that one may be not our best producing moment. Um, no, the food was 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 food. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't survived. have time to eat it anyway, so it's fine. So where have we got to in the in the in the in the the arc of then the arc of the story? So yeah. we'll let, well, let's t- tell people what it's about. We can play the yeah. trailer. So Great. give us the pitch. Who wants to do the pitch? Me? Okay. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. make a decision. Make a decision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm handing ser- it over to the director. So, a serial killer's guide to life is um, uh, a jet black comedy thriller about uh, Lou, who's a self help self help addict who's lost in life and unwittingly finds herself on a killing spree with her unhinged new life coach Val. Visualize the future you want. Mum, well, what would you think about me going away to explore myself? Are you looking for happiness? I can help you. Come see me. If you want to change your life. I can help you. I have an ambition to be the greatest life coach in the world. This is who you can be. I've lined up some amazing therapies. Uh. Don't worry, Marcus. Won't take a second. We'll talk more about this later. The driver is wanted for a string of murders. Let's give them a first time to nature therapy welcome. Welcome! I'm her life coach. Do you have ambitions, Lou? Just be like you, really. Sounds enlightening. That's what all this is for, to allow us to be who we truly are. Do you believe in you? What are you doing in my house? Hi, Mom. I'm not who you think I am. This is the best decision you've ever made. I know. I was talking to myself. I, I am honestly it's such a cool trailer it's so well made and it really gives a, an insight into the film and it shows you what this film is about which is dark black comedy it's taken with a pinch of salt but it's also real and heartfelt and emotional thanks to the amazing performances as well which it's not just coming from me because I know you but it's coming from the reviews as well yeah. literally giving you and Katie and everyone else amazing across the board and that's just you know testament to you Stan and one like and Poppy to um, Christian Bale in American Psycho <laughs> You look like him. Is that what they said? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh, you mean performance-wise? Yeah, performance-wise. Performance <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah, and Martin Sheen, I think. And you kicked off like so, him on set. They said you looked like Martin Sheen. No, I looked like... Okay. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you were, yes, no, no, so, performance-wise. So, uh, yeah. so, okay, that was the trailer. You've heard it. Please uh, do support if you can. Uh, at SerialKillersGuideToLife.com. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. One big advert. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, if you listen to this podcast, it's free. Do support. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think because I think the, fuck I, be, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I love you. Really. Um, this is you know the make your film events coming up, and I mm-hmm. think um, it's really interesting 
I still find it interesting watching our film and thinking, okay, that, if I'd have, I, I'm, I'm so glad to have gone through it and, and that's how we made it. it it's hard to explain in such a homemade way. It, it doesn't look like it. Mm-hmm. Everyone will think, you know, people have said, uh, big people in the industry that, that have loved it have said to me, you know, what, what's the budget? I've said, oh, you know, guess. And they've mm-hmm. said, oh, you know, half a million pounds, 700,000. You know, and, and, and it's hard to know, but this was edited. It was ri- edited in the same spare bedroom as it was written in. We should go, we should talk about the editing. Let's because talk about the editing. This was a yeah. big, we knew that editing was going to be a big expense. And, you know, uh, you know, getting an editor to, to, to put that much time and effort into into uh, cutting a film is, is you know, a big expense. And, it really is, yeah. And so, you know, I I think we just said, it. why don't we do I it ourselves? I, I, think, I think it's important to say it wasn't just finance driven because that makes it sound like that that's right, that anyone that's can, right. can edit no. but also it was it was um we've been very involved with the edit of this way out although we had a wonderful uh, editor on that esther Jimenez. Yeah. we've done the rough um, edit yeah. we, but we'd done our entire rough cut and then taken it out to to a editor um mm-hmm. to her uh, so that she so we had some experience exactly so we had cut before um but just the, the short but another reason was we um we wanted to have control artistic mm-hmm. control and we wanted to be able to do it again, to edit the next film. Yeah. yeah. And we knew this was the opportunity. As soon as the budget starts to increase much more, yep. obviously no one can take a risk on you just doing it yourself. So we knew that this was the time to learn. You, you went it was something I really it. wanted to do anyway. I think that that was important. It was, a, it was an interest I had anyway in, in editing. And so, to mm. you know... Your brain works in that way. So. I really love... I get quite obsessive. <laughs> well, I remember when you both said, right, we're going to edit this. I went, oh, fuck. And not in a Did bad you? way, because no. I knew you'd edit it this way, but I went, I'd just done it with the dare. And I understood that if I'd done that on my own, I'd have got lost. I'd have got lost in where the twists and turns go. How am I going to uh, move this story along on my own? Luckily, I had Oliver Parker, the same editor as uh, Knights of Camelot. And he helped guide me. Without him, I wouldn't have been lost. So I was really worried. Obviously, there was two of you. Which, which really, really helped. helped. That, that's the main thing. And, the, the, and we worked very differently, I think. Um, and we were able to, we, we learned very early on that we weren't going to sit next to each other and edit at the same time. Yes. That we had to pass yeah. it back and forth. Um, critique and, each other's work what yeah. have you done with and my you, performance fresh eyes I think that's one of the biggest things with editing yeah. is looking at it with fresh eyes because you start to get very jaded very quickly with, with scenes and I think mm. having you just someone just blind, yeah. yes. and having yeah. someone go what do you think of this this is my idea I've shoved this in what do you think you know this is an idea I've had and and, and it was really nice to pass it back and forth yeah um, I, well I remember coming to the first sort of really really rough cut I yeah. came down and saw yeah, some yeah. stuff and I was blown away by how well you'd done even at that point I went wow you'd learn how to edit which is a really big oh, well, I went on an editing anyway. course and still, I, and yeah I, you'd learn and I was Huge. really lucky to find myself an editing mentor yeah in, in, in Colin Colin Gowdy who's been on the podcast yeah who has who's uh, just editor the most interesting One. and Monsters. brilliant yeah, editor of Rogue One yeah, yeah and, Huge. and he is such a talent and also such a great communicator and I went on a course um, that he was kind of heading this and, is um, a great story for, for people who, who because you say oh how did you know the editor mm. of Star Wars yeah well, you didn't. exactly so I I went on this editing course and, um, you know, silently kind of stared agog at the, you know, I, I was probably the least experienced person in the room. And um, and I had the opportunity to, to speak to him afterwards. And I kind of, I just asked him some questions. And, you know, I, I basically said, 
look, I'm editing this film and I'm doing this. Is this, is this, is this right? right? Am I doing, so you know... Even in the right format? Sometimes <laughs> I'm just, I'm looking at my phone and putting things in or, you know, and I've just got these ideas and I'm just trying them out. And, and he literally said, that's how I did Star Wars. And, 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 wow. talk, and said, that is mm-hmm. editing and it's problem solving and it's working things out and it's using your imagination, it's storytelling. And it, at any level, whether you've got a massive budget, whether you've got a small budget, it's the same thing. Editing is editing and nobody knows anything, which mm-hmm. is what he, you know. That's I his just, mantra. That was his mantra. And it, and, it, and it really stuck with me. And, and I said, look, you know, I think I kind of forced him really. I kind of said, <laughs> Listen, we I got made on really well. <laughs> and I made this film, look, can you, would you, would you mind looking stage, at it? Wasn't and it, then? Well, it was no, it wasn't very quite, rough. It was. But, but you were like, if, can I get no in touch sound, with you no in music. a few, couple of um, sort of months yeah. or so when we've got a rough cut? And yeah. would you mind? And and I kind of, you know, a poor guy. Just I just kept messaging him. I think through Facebook, in fact. And I think again, that's, this <laughs> that's is where it, this it? is where yeah. not only being a friendly person who's genuine, mm. but also having a concept that stands out a little bit. And I admired his work, and I think that you know, yeah. and, and monsters, you know, well, did incredibly. But Staten's right. It is about the fact that you had a great concept, you had something that was interesting, and you had already, you know, looking really good in the edit, and you made this for nothing. You let him know, and suddenly he's going, "Hang on, I really like this. This has got legs, and so I like he, you." And he watched it exactly. He watched it. And I remember to this day, he watched it, and he got back, and he says, "You've got a film." And, and that the relief you know mm-hmm. he said no matter what happens from now on you you have a film yeah you know and he guided me through beautifully he gave you know some some notes but you know really um beautifully kind of not pointing them out but just guiding me through why your decisions here and there and and just uh, you know made me look at it again through fresh eyes and and uh and and he was really motivated motivating actually and um yeah and he, and also, what's nice, it's nice to talk to someone who's as obsessed as you are. You know, I was waking up at two o'clock in the morning, you know, waking, starting up and going, I've got it. I know what we're going to do with this scene. I know how to fix this bit. I know how to do this. You know, it, it becomes all consuming. It, it does. It does. And yeah. I think editing is it was probably the longest part of the filmmaking process. Also, it was stretched out, wasn't it? Because um, we had we had to put it around childcare. We had to put it around childcare. We had to learn. We did it in Premiere Pro, Pro, mm-hmm. and we were we, we, we were learning. Uh, I think, but a, a lot of it was childcare based, so we weren't <laughs> yeah. able to we weren't able to work every day full out on it. it would no. be and plus, you had to a couple of days money. pause. You know what I mean? There yeah. is that too. You can't Absolutely. you're paying for this yourself, so therefore you've got to earn money to actually sit and do this. Yes, yeah. and that sometimes you might go, oh, do you know what? I don't want to do this today. I want to just go sit and watch Netflix. Which but is why you have to be so, so passionate dedicated. about it, because yeah. otherwise you, it will just get left. But also, if this wasn't good. You could have also have gone, oh, it's not good. It was great you know what? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, like you, you said, we got it in one or two takes. Yeah. And luckily, those one or two takes, they were great. You know, we were God. so... I'm not sure if it was lucky. But I'm not sure. It was, <laughs> <lucky>. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was all great performances, yeah, I think. Uh, um, but what you mean by that is sometimes yeah. a wide shot might not match with the close-up. So therefore, you got lucky in terms of the yeah. hand was at the right point to cut at that moment or you'd have to, you'd have to cut at that and moment. And we had to think out the and box And that's where editing. rehearsals is important as yes. well. Even yeah. if you do them... A month before. Please do them a month before if you can, yeah. You know, they bed they bed in with an actor. I, I even, mm. um, I know we're jumping back here, but rehearsal is really important with film um, because it's so rarely done and people think it's just the run through you do while the camera's there and then it's you shoot. It's not a luxury, the, yeah. It, it's, 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 again, when you if you want to work fast, you have to do this stuff beforehand you have to take it out of the shoot and do yeah. it at a different time earlier and I um, got all the nature therapy guys as many as possible um, Tommy Wilkin because he was in LA 
to come and came around Sinead, to the flat David. and just get yeah. and just meet each other, mm-hmm. be together, and just run the lines. Yeah. You know, it's not about wasn't about nailing down your performances. It was just running the lines and that level of familiarity, that just relaxing. Then when you're on set, that's all been done. Yes, you've, you've then got that out the way. You're, yeah. Again, a bit like with the ideas earlier that if you prep, you're on your eighth or ninth part version mm-hmm. of the way you shoot the scene. Same for the actors; they've already done a bit of. That, that that meeting mm. up that first mm. you're on the third or fourth or fifth version of what they're thinking of doing and everything feels better so yeah, yeah. great and so then you edit the film yourselves picture lock we then yeah picture lock and Yay. then the, yeah then then Sam makes and grade and all that sort of stuff but then eventually we said right let's do some screenings of this and see what I think happens. just before we jump on sound Yes, sound is and Lawrence incredibly... Lovecreed with a fantastic score as score well. Score as well, but, but sound, sound in sort of separate as, uh, from music. Mm. I think it's really important to pull sound out and yeah. say, my sound, mm. sound is fifty percent of your music of your of your movie. Yeah. The impact of your film, you know, you have to Anna Sully, who we you you um you. Heard, I went on got, another course, didn't I? You did. <laughs> sound I don't know anything. Course. I just study it. Yeah, did I you did. Go on a sound Paul, mixing course? Paul, Paul Davis, um, sound uh, design course. Yeah. Uh, I. Um, not the amazing sound designer yeah, amazing. Um, who did the hunger uh, and, and um, Lynn Manzi's yep. films and um, and he uh, you know I just went on, on a course and made load notes and, and again spoke to him afterwards and um, you know because I knew nothing about sound we we knew very little about sound and the impact it has on it's film it's huge it's, massive it's beyond the, what you can imagine and it will save you, you know, a lot of money it yeah. can transform huge. a film yeah. and also we, we Staten said very early on that he wants this film to sound good that a lot of independent films are held back by their sound and that sound was so important. Yeah. We found a, a, specifically found a brilliant sound recordist, Freya Clark, with that in mind. Mm. I listened to She's and amazing. watched a lot of sound recordists' um, videos to see their footage and to, to see if the, the dialogue had the rich sound that I wanted. And I found her and, it, and I knew she, she'd done documentaries single-handedly. She, she boomed and mixed this whole film and, and we did two add. lines of ADR and neither of those were... Well, we they did were not extra need we ADR for and this This is film. a really windy hill, like absolutely blistering. And we were like, oh, no, chance you're going to have to she ADR. Was like she was like a wizard. She's like a sound wizard. I tried to book her on ninja, stuff after ninja. that. And she's she was, she was really up. busy I was now. Like, oh, we can't, yeah, can we probably can't no. afford her anymore. Yeah, I couldn't afford her. I couldn't do well. Yeah, but she was an amazing discovery. Yeah, and because she was passionate about sound. And I jump, exactly. And so then bringing that back. So then we had good sound recordings. So basically, yeah. So we had great, we had great basics. We had great sound recordings. And yeah, again, I spoke to Paul Davis afterwards and said you recommend anyone uh sound designer wise and he recommended someone that you know was 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 doing really really well who recommended some someone to us Anna Sully who uh we met up with and and clicked with pretty quickly very, very, she very. she got it and which she is was, again important what you were saying at the yep. beginning you her ideas yeah uh, her ideas were right on the tone she knew about supporting the comedy but making it dark she knew about taking it to its kind of twisted place mm. that it ends up in she understood precision like I, we'd researched and seen that when you hear the breath of a character you as an audience subconsciously are um, put into their shoes their yeah. and yeah. the same as if the way you, if you hear the footsteps of a character but although you're in a wide shot you hear it as if you were next to that character again you're in the POV the, the sort of soundscape POV of that character and you're going to empathise with them more and I was sort of mentioned those things and she knew that totally she was like yes 
that is my yeah. profession. Yeah. In fact, she then educated, she educated me. And yeah, the sound is huge. And, and she film. really please shared it in mind. Please. Yeah, and we asked her a lot of questions and we said, mm. is this is this how we communicate with you? Which is partly why I wanted to go in and learn about it because I wanted to be able to talk in the language of, of yeah. sound really design. Important. Yeah. And then, because I'm aware of the time, time and we have got we've a screening. Got a screening about screen is getting. Then Lawrence Love Greed, who had done this uh, score for uh, uh, This Way Out, mm -hmm. um, brilliant sound editor. He, Danny Boyle's sound editor um, had uh, sound edited on, on Lord of the Rings, even though he's an incredibly young guy, in, hugely talented. Wow. We he's got him crazy uh, this way talented. Out. And again, very quickly, in, uh, important to say, we got him recommended by a very prolific um, uh, composer who we um, got in touch with through uh, someone that knew him mm. and asked, do you recommend anyone? And, and and Lawrence was his assistant at the time. His if you find gr great people, mm -hmm. award-winning people, they're not going to work for you. No, but they're assistants. But if you ask them yeah. who they recommend, mm -hmm. they will give you a list of brilliantly talented people. Because they know talent. Great yeah. advice. And then, so Lawrence did that. We orchestral, full orchestral recording. Went to Leeds for a day. Amazing. We did it all we in a day. His entire family, uh, hugely talented professional musicians in big orchestras, which is amazing. <laughs> he pulled in all the favours. He had his and one of his good friends who was an Abbey Road engineer, music engineer, all came in, did it, mm -hmm. incredible. And that takes us to... Yeah, it's uh, selling the film now. And also, I, I should also say, it's 50% uh, female crew as well, film yeah. and cast and crew with this film as well. Yeah. We said that really early on, actually. The Kickstarter said, campaign, we said, well, yeah. look, let's have a 50% crew on set. And I, I, did that, I decided that because doing a lot of commercials, mm. I had, you know, I, my experience was a lot of, of men in, in the crew. Yeah. And I just thought, what you know, how wonderful to have two perspectives. That was true, but <laughs> on the producing side of that, when, because obviously we're shooting this and people would be getting jobs during shooting going, look, I can't do this day. Yeah. I can't do this day. So when you're trying to find someone to fill in and it was a, it was a struggle to find female focus pull or find a female grip or find in a, some roles it was, it was a struggle yes, I would in say some roles, in yeah. some roles it was surprisingly easy and it was mm -hmm. like oh okay no problem you know, finding a sound recordist you know yeah, boom operator great, fair great. you know it was it was it was really simple that you know they are out there but there are one or two roles where you know yeah, the female right. and I presence think, I think is, is in the minority I think it's really important to say as well it wasn't about excluding guys it Never. wasn't about always we chose the best person for the job yes, and at the yeah, crunch yeah, it came down to who's the best person because also it wasn't about being patronizing and God, just no, giving away no, jobs no, 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 and i think that's really important to. to say though because it uh, it was about um it was about that but the, the notion of the of the 50 50 was to just have a more balanced perspective on, really on set and that. energy yeah. and so it wasn't about you know it has to be exactly this or exactly that no, no. it was yeah. then that was, and I think it, that's yeah. impo important to say as it well it is you're right, you're yeah. right. It, and, but it was fascinating and interesting and maybe it's because it was you know there's no money here so come and help us it was just harder There was it was just one of those things yeah. where you know the, the working grips women and the work it's a little harder to go well of course I'll come and do your no budget thing it's, it just is they didn't know it was going to be this good yeah, yeah, no yeah. one no, does exactly. and, and I'd like to add just, just, just briefly um, yeah. you know, I, I discovered that, um, you know, as a mother myself, um, uh, I think um, working mothers get, get sidelined sometimes because they've got kids and, and they might be busy and they can't do stuff. I, I actually targeted a lot of mothers for roles in this mm. in this film. And, um, and, and I would say uh, working mothers get things done. 
Like yeah. they will give you the time that they can do it in. They will deliver. And, you know, we had some voiceover artists. We had a uh, production designer. We had lots of people who, who you know, were, were juggling childcare. But, but what they do have is they know what they can achieve in what time. And they mm-hmm. give that to you. And they are clear yeah. and correct. And, you know, and, and they deliver. And, and, and that was really great to do as well. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was. And so I'm um, just, just some fantastic. I, do you know what? Watching the behind the scenes the other day really reminded me of how, you know, an amazing time it was. And, you yeah. know, shout out to Dave. Newman as well Charlie's, oh Dave yeah uh, fella who helped out massively on the producing oh, side and getting yeah. stuck in and making stuff happen he was also in the film oh yeah he's brilliant in the film That's as well he, of course. he was yeah. dual, yeah. dual talented another husband and wife team that yeah. helped bring this he's charity and Dave yeah, yeah. yeah really yeah. just it's just brilliant that we all just came together and, and it was two weeks of madness I mean I say that before and after it's still stuff happening but and even now you know the film's out today it's still happening so um, it's wonderful uh, so okay so now we go on to getting the film this sold so we'll keep this as a yeah. brief because we've only got a couple of minutes before the, the, we've got to be in the cinema. Go and the baby's but, outside. Um, <laughs> so yeah, again, we researched, we uh, looked up what the best way of doing this was, of, of holding a sales screening. Mm. Um, we reached out. Colin actually put us in touch with uh, with Vertigo as well, who'd yeah. uh, sold Monsters because Colin had become a champion for the film. He'd. Yeah. It was a yeah. wonderful time when he said, this is the best British independent film I've ever seen and, and wonderful Just, things like that. Wow, um, so nice. So then we did uh, had um, sent it to these uh, links as well and, and some distributed screenings. And then we held a sales screening ourselves at the Soho Screening Rooms. That's a nerve-wracking time. Soho yeah. Screening Rooms is a, is a very good value place where a lot of industry screenings are done for sales agents centre and things town, like that. People right will turn up. Um, get and right so we had, we had a good number. We had about 40 yep. salespeople. Yep. We just emailed them and invited and mm-hmm. sent a, a little teaser trailer I sweated in the back um, yes I remember we'd actually we'd, you, we'd been accepted by Edinburgh a few months before for the Edinburgh um, uh, works in progress yes, screening yes. You so massively. we went up to, I went yeah. up to Edinburgh flew up to Edinburgh and was part of that and, and had salespeople watch that um, so we'd started to build some connections so, yep came and saw it then um, then we had some offers on the table yeah. Um, Which is incredible to, to know that yeah. people like it as much as we do and sort of go, actually, yeah. it's all And right. I would add as well, um, industry screenings, they're not fun. No. Like, they're it, never fun. They're never what you want. They're not your, your, your maybe your raucous, target audience. There's cute. lots of single people yeah. who on the lunch break and they're busy. Yeah, but as a tip, it's worthwhile getting some of your cast and crew to try and come along if they've not seen it because they will yeah. laugh and help out for yeah, you. Yeah, you want some friendlies in there. As much as I could. Yeah. If, yeah. Knew it so <laughs> Yeah. I was and laughing at my own jokes. Like, yes, yes, and that's yeah. not just about trying to. <laughs> it's not just about trying to make the salespeople think that other people are, are laughing. No, it actually no, it helps it, the atmosphere, and everyone feels more easy yeah. to laugh and enjoy it. Yeah. Everyone relaxed. It does. So we came away from that, and uh, Arrow Films, who came to see it, very happy with it, and putting the offer them, we said, yeah, we we really like them. Yeah. And you, you did the deals Fantastic with them. Fantastic. We looked into them. We we did our due diligence. Yeah, spoke to people. They really loved the film them. as well, and I think that's what's really important. Yeah. They got the film. And they're brilliant passionate team about there. it. Mm. Brilliant, brilliant team. Um, uh, and we're just quickly on that. Deal, how difficult? Because you did the deal. How difficult was that for someone who hadn't done a deal like that before and doing your own independent film? Well, you. I mean, it's starting to be unusual because obviously he uh, he started to study law for a bit. I love you too. Yeah, you know I mean? it's like I did so, sound yeah. mixing, just editor, just, studied law. So he didn't actually get. He, st- he did. He got as far as contract law. But that was really useful. I mean, it was the first term or something, I think. And first then, few terms and so, of first, and so you yeah. Did have and that it was a sort of evening thing. I was interested in Got studying it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, you man, stopped and started like and make films, of um, course. Much uh, more sensible. Yeah. 
but, but so you did have that advantage in the fact that you could understand contracts yeah and so 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 I that's important that. isn't it to understand the contract when it gets put in front of you and, and you've got your film how yeah. to do that and yeah, also yeah. and it's about thinking about what you might want to do mm. so for instance you know making sure you've got the that that um you've got the right to do some one-off special screenings of the film at cinemas if you want to yes um because if you don't carve that out and put a line saying that you're allowed to do that you won't be allowed to do it mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the time distributors what they'll have sent you it will be roughly a template contract and they'll have just stuck down what they'd like they won't be thinking about oh maybe they'd like to do a one-off screening or whatever it's your job to put that in and negotiate that in, in a friendly way it's not you know when I say negotiations that's not a battle yeah. but it's about and so you want to think might I want to do this might I want to do that if they don't sell um, if they take worldwide rights, you know, um, but they don't sell in Australia mm -hmm. in, in 18 months time, we could. what's going to happen? Yeah. Okay, I'll put a line in saying the rights will revert back to us. Well, that, is that acceptable to them? Backwards and forwards, you know, mm -hmm. all mm. of that kind of, just, you know, backwards and forwards. And then they might say, actually, we're planning this, so you can't do that. And then you might say, well, what about this? And you find a compromise. So you end up with a document. I think of a contract as not just um, this binding legal thing. I think of it as an agreement about what we might want to do and about what they might want to do. Absolutely. And if you get that right, you're yeah. both on very solid terms because you both understand what you're both planning. Perfect. And on that note, I know we, no, we have to wrap go. up because yeah. we have a film to, uh, to yeah, present. To go and present. Uh, a serial killer's guide to life dot com. <laughs> Staten, Poppy, thank you so much for joining thank us you, on this experience. Thank podcast. you for everything you've done. My pleasure. Go out and watch this film. Go out and watch we, it. Now. And please do tell us what you think. We, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. so excited to release it. Um, yeah. on all the different platforms to, to and for you guys all to watch Today. It. Today. Today. It's out now. Super excited. Oh, and the soundtrack yeah. is out on Monday on the 20th, which you can pre-order. Beautiful. Florence Love Greed's music is, is just Stun gorgeous. Stunning. Stunning. Thank you very much. Uh, remember, if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well, it's your duty to send the elevator back down. We will see you next Tuesday. SerialKillersGuideToLife.com. Go watch it. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Bye. Let's go. Let's go. Quick. Run.